This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. And thank you to our special sponsors, iris.co.uk. Martin, you saw a great video just recently from Iris, didn't you? Yeah, well, I think people don't understand Iris is they were ahead of the game for MTD phase one because they were the first software there to be listed as approved by the HMRC TD filing. And guess what? They're fully prepared for the next. So they've got an MTD webinar on demand that you can catch up with at any time. Rob, where do they go to to see this? It's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. That stands for making tax digital for our international listeners. And there's some great stuff there that you need to know to guide you through the whole making tax digital initiative. So iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. Right, Martin? That's right. So wherever you are in your journey, at Iris know that they have the knowledge and tools to help you in the next steps. That's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. Welcome to our expert interview today. I'm thrilled to have with me today, Kevin McCallum from Accountancy Manager. Kevin, hello to you. Hey Rob, nice to be here. Good to have you with us. Kevin, for people that haven't come across you, just tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are right now. We're always interested in the backstory. Sure. So I'm fairly new accountancy manager. So I'm the CEO there, uh, but I've been in the accounting software space for, my goodness, I know I look way too young, Rob, but over 20 years. So if I, if I go back to my you know, like first kind of move into that space, it was a, a company some people might remember called Pegasus Software. I still remember it's still you know, a, a software business based in Kettering. So I, I moved into there from a, a banking career that I'd started prior to that. So that was back in 2001. So I spent a great few number of years getting to know the software industry and kind of understand how that all kind of hung together to some extent. And then I left there eventually around about 2006, 2000, no, so 2008, 2009, and then moved to a company called Free Agent. So Free Agent was one of the kind of like newer crop of, at that point, you know, online bookkeeping and accounting applications uh, based in Edinburgh, a great business. And I spent 11 fantastic years there in various roles, but latterly chief commercial officer. But towards the, the, the kind of beginning of last year, um, I was speaking to James and Alex, who are the founders of Accountancy Manager, the uh, cloud practice management solution. And they asked me to come on board as a non-executive director, just as I've already established many, more, more than I care to remember, years of experience, uh, giving them a, a, hopefully a bit of a guiding hand and some you know, sort of wise words uh, when I can manage it because um, they're quite a new business. And then as that relationship evolved, we got to the point where actually it made sense for me to come on board more full time. So I took over the role of um, Chief Executive Officer in November. So it's only just a few months. Um, so I think, um, you know, feet under the table news, uh, you and I have discussed Rob already, you know, in, in the last while. And it, it's, it's a great business with a great set of people in there and a great team. So, uh, you know, whilst I'm still kind of working out the edges of some of this stuff, it's not completely new to me. So, so yeah, it's a, a few different roles in, in the past, but, but always been in that kind of like software and, and finance and accounting space. Sure. And we're an international show here. We have listeners all over the world. Just describe for us your take on where the accounting fintech software industry is right now. I think it's interesting. There's, there's been a few, without reaching from a dictionary, there's a few externalities really kind of playing about in this over the last five or six years that maybe haven't been present in the past. And that it's been, 
a lot of kind of moving online or moving to technology, some manual processes has been the kind of thing. If you go back 10, 15 years, a lot of that, Robin, you know, the first time that, that computers could do invoicing for people was like, wow, you know, it's amazing. And, you know, sort of the prevalence, I know it's, you know, decades now, but spreadsheets coming in and actually taking that all over. But when I say externalities, it's things like the first tranches of making tax digital here in the UK. So there's a lot of kind of transition to these more. It doesn't demand, but it kind of predicates software really to do these things because you're, you're digitizing the process at the same time as the kind of filing and the reporting side of things. Another one I was quite involved in actually in, in Fragent, and I think this is yet to, it is impactful, but it's yet to have quite a lot of impact on the accounting industry is the open banking changes that have come in, in, in since 2018 as well. And I think open banking and it's kind of like fast following that, which is open finance, which is a kind of broader set of, again, common theme here, digitization of data and what people expect to do with their data and the access that they can have to data bringing in importantly their advisors and the people that they work with and the accounting side of things, you know, is kind of played into that as well. And I think just generally there's, there's, a, there's a, a, another kind of transitional piece here, which is unconscious, you know, what age I am when I'm saying this, but there's the generational shifts that play into this and the kind of comfort that people that are now coming into the profession have with tools, with social media, with means of communication, with the expectations that they're, clients who themselves are kind of, you know, transitioning in and out of different types of business and different forms of business I've had. So I think there's a bunch of stuff that's kind of coming that's not from the inside of the profession going out. I mean, that's changing in itself and in, in the way that it kind of manages. But the, the stuff I've been most exposed to and most interested in and supposed most involved in directing some of those aspects of it has been these kind of bits and pieces coming in from the outside. And these things are, they create change. And I think that creates opportunity for a lot of people to think about how they, you know, what they do and how they operate on a day-to-day basis. And accountancy, it's been done the same way for many years. They're not known for their agility, but in some respects, they have coped well with the pandemic. They've pivoted when they've needed to. Do you still get a sense, though, that it's the software industry that is driving change in the accounting profession, or are they keeping up with you? I think that the accounting profession, actually, you're right, it's it's an assumption that people make that the accounting profession are, are that probably they won't seek this stuff out. Actually, my experience is they are quite often early adopters of a lot of these technology things because they are, you know, they, they, they've thought through the process and it is about efficiency for these people. It's about understanding that accuracy is important. So if there's any kind of processes and tools that you can bring in that, that kind of alleviate that. Where there's a bit of a tension sometimes is the, I think it can often be the case that if the accountants in these specific kind of functions, particularly with tax, um, it's feel like they're maybe perhaps bypassed by some of the software providers and just go straight to the client and bring them on board and promise them the earth and all those kind of bits and pieces. That's not a smart move. That's one I agree with, actually, because it's got to be in tandem. It's got to be the accountant and the client working together hand in hand to get the rest best outcome from that. Client's delighted to have the accountant do the, the stuff they don't you know, you didn't become a dog walker to do accounting. You didn't go into that profession. You want an expert making sure you're not making mistakes and doing the right things. But it's not just one-sided. So kind of bypassing the role of the accountant in that. I think that's where the software industry has sometimes had some difficulty in terms of bringing the accountants with them. But, but generally, I think, you know, accountants have for many, many years always been focused on ways of being more efficient, ways of, of, of actually doing things faster. Uh, and it's a bit of a, a perhaps less true now definitely than it was maybe 10, 11 years ago that there was a King Canute sitting on the beach, you know, kind of holding back the tide on these things. That's I don't really see that's true across the whole industry. Well, you mentioned the, the attitude, for want of a better word, of vendors in some like to take the accountants with them and make them the hero of the story, but others have been quite blatant in bypassing the accountant marginalizing the accountant you don't need an accountant going direct to the client the customer of the accountant because they have the data they own the data on those businesses 
why would they need an accountant? What's your take on all of that? There's some strange plays. It, it is. And, and again, I mean, to kind of go back into my kind of early software days, you can think in terms of like channels or routes to market. And you can see, so you can understand why a software company with a, you know, with a big spreadsheet and some quarter end figures that they've got to meet, we'll look at the accountants. Is that very much just a route into these kind of people? Um, it's, it's a bit one dimensional that though, I think, Rob. And, and I think that's what's perhaps coming back now. Whereas I know a, a number of the bookkeeping platforms in particular, I mean, obviously I, I was at Fridge and I have a good insight into, you know, Fridge really, really does have a fantastic partnership with the accountants it work with. I know that Zero have really focused in on that. Sage go back many, many years, you know, in, in terms of their, their relationship with accountants. But I think sometimes the, the, the software is just seen as a kind of like fishing ground for bypassing and those bits and pieces. It's a risky strategy that because all of the, the stuff I know and all the research we see and all the empirical, as much as the kind of just instinctive stuff we know is that people trust their accountant to advise them, the client, as to what platforms they should be using. It's not a question of, of me as a, I don't come to, to, to use my accountant, Rob, and say, I'm using this fantastic bit of software you've never heard of. You better use that. It doesn't work that way. So it's, it's a risky strategy that you've got to really believe you've got enough marketing dollars to, you know, outspend out, the influence that the accountants will have. And that's tricky. To what degree do you see software vendors collaborating with accountants to write and create and innovate the R&D stuff, the software that accountants really need to serve their clients? Is there much of that goes on? I think there's not as much as there could be. Um, and, and the thing is that it, it, is, it is challenging as a software developer to kind of listen to all stakeholders and, and kind of, you can't, you can't keep everybody happy, Rob, as, as you and I both know. It's the voice of the accountant in the kind of software development thing is is very important. I mean, again, I can talk from my personal experience on these things as um, you know, accountancy manager, you know, we've just had another session today where we invite our customers to come in and, and you know, the what does this what does this button do type sessions, as we might call them, you know, to explain that. Because I think education, we might come back to that if you want, but I think there's a really kind of key bit about how we bring the profession as the software vendor industry and the software industry, you know, is the education is a kind of real bit, how we unlock those kind of bits and pieces. Some are better than others, shall we say, you know, where they actually kind of listen and they advocate and they actually seek out these kind of bits and pieces uh, to do that. So I think it, it's mixed would be my take on that. I, I know from our point of view, it's something we do care about a lot. We've got a you know, private Slack set, uh, group that we have with a bunch of our, our users who see early versions of all the things that we're looking to do to get some immediate feedback. And you know, most people will have beta programs, but, you know, you, you want to be listening as well. And one of the things actually that, that that's a, it's a lovely story, and I think, uh, you know, as much as it's improved by actually being true uh, is that the very kind of first launch of accountancy manager was at Accountex. So I think back in 2017 was the early stage and James and Alex uh, you know, kind of launched this and it was like, they didn't know whether this was going to really land and, and, and whether it was something that people would be interested in. And it was, which is great. You know, it, the timing was just really good. It was just at the time when a lot of people were beginning interested in process and workflow automation and again, cloud-based and stuff as well. But the thing that really kind of, um, I think, caught some people's attention, as I understand it, was on the first day, a lot of feedback from people saying, yeah, that's great, but wouldn't it be great if it did this and did that? And Alex stayed up all night and wrote some of those improvements and then showed them the next day. And I think that kind of immediate feedback, it's challenging to do at scale, if I'm honest, right? But actually showing that you actually are caring about that as well. And I think there's a lot of this kind of conversation at the moment about accountants moving into becoming software vendors themselves. You know, software by accountants for accountants and all those kind of bits and pieces. But I think, you know, proof of the pudding is, is, is ultimately whether people use the product and stay with it. How hard is it to sell to accountants? And has that become ever more so over the years? It's hard sometimes to reach accountants, right? Because they're quite busy often. And, and, and it's one of those things. They don't wake up on a Tuesday morning and say, yeah, I think I'll change the practice management solution I've got today, or, or I'm going to find a different, you know, payroll provider. Because 
stuff works generally and and you know if it doesn't but there's not necessarily unless there's a significant reason to go and kind of look for these things i think the other thing is that they, they rightly have kind of a bit of an expectation that you know what you're talking about when you you go to these people because quite often the people who are doing the conversations or open up the conversation with the accountants are not necessarily accountant trained or not accountants themselves and sometimes that can cause you know not cause difficulty but i mean accountants have a, a understandably reason to expect that you know what you're talking about when you're trying to sell them something you have that, that, that they want to see. The, the third and probably most challenging bit from a software point of view is accountants have been identified by everybody and, and their dog, that they're the route to influence when it comes to decisions that might be made by the vast majority of SME businesses in the UK and, and the US and, and beyond. So they're, they're instrumental in that kind of terms of influence. Who else are you going to go and ask? If you, if you want a recommendation, but maybe your, your friends, you know, in, in the pub or, 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 or that you know and stuff for like that. But if you really want a professional opinion, do that. So they get quite a lot of contact from quite a lot of people quite a lot of the time. There's been some big plays by the big vendors to dominate and monopolize. We had Jody Paydow on the show recently, ex-bot keeper now at April, and they're challenging TurboTax over in the US, who recently dropped 7 million on a Super Bowl ad. So you're talking about vendors with big budgets, big presences, accountancy manager, you're not the biggest player on the block. Do you see an us and them type divide? Like you get in the accounting profession with the big four and then everyone else. Yeah, and I touched on marketing dollars, uh, you know, in in the kind of like simple parlance of these things. Is it just a question about spending? You know, if you're running enough TV ads, do you get enough kind of awareness that kind of makes it irrelevant whether people actually can use your product, want to use your product, get value from using your product? And that sometimes can be based on a bit of a race to the bottom is the wrong phrase, Rob, but there's there's some quite near term timelines in the UK anyway, when it comes to things like making tax digital, that there's there's obviously a window of opportunity from people who, who have products and services that relate to that to really kind of double down right now and move into that, that point of view as well. I think that you can't compete with a, an Intuit, you know, who own TurboTax and, and that's it. Just frankly, you know, the, the billions and billions of dollars of, uh, available to them to do these kind of bits and pieces head to head. But I think you, you can, if, if you can continue to that educational piece, you know, and can confirm that people, you know, recommend your product to other people, talk about it, you know, hear about it and, and, and these kind of podcasts and other kind of routes to market. I think the accounting profession is there, there's actually not that many watering holes that everybody goes to drink at at the same time. They're quite small in number, you know, and I think that, that from that point of view, you can actually influence things, not just by overspending these things, but actually being quite good at what you do, you know, can actually go quite a long way on these kind of bits and pieces as well. But I think you have to be present and you've got to show up. It doesn't mean you've got to have the kind of fancy his car or the kind of you know, the biggest checkbook necessarily just to convince people. It is difficult selling to accountants in that they've got to look after the clients. There's so much they have to know. There's their own CPD, CPE, technical qualifications, staying up to date with that. They're now going to be technological geniuses and almost geeks to understand the world that you come from. And very often accounting firms have to make big decisions on which tech to buy strategically. How do you navigate through that with them holding their hand to make the right choices? Again, this has gone back back a few years now, but th- there was a certain resistance eight, nine years ago to the kind of concept of cloud. And there'd be things like, well, what if somebody with a JCB digger goes through my phone line and that would be me, I wouldn't be able to do any kind of work and stuff like that. And I think people probably wouldn't have that same kind of concern these days. And I think the old oh, security concerns, I wouldn't put anything on the internet, you know, that, that 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 would be just be, it's obviously immediately going to be stolen by hackers and used against me, identity theft and stuff. I think in reality, um, your point about technical geniuses, if the software is delivered and uh, packaged up and, and appropriately structured, that they actually don't have to be technical geniuses is an important part of that. There's a really interesting bit, and I think this will continue to evolve as things go forward, how all these different 
tech stack is maybe an overused phrase these days, but the, the, how all these these things interact with each other. We're not quite at the end game on that yet, Rob. You know, and I think it's not just about having a suite of a single thing. You don't just buy a single super app that does everything because every accountancy practice is different. They've got a different profile of clients. They have different um, profile of, of, of staff members and those kind of bits and pieces. So I think that you would want to do your due diligence for your accountant looking at, at potentially in, in investing or, or, or buying or in some other terms, hiring essentially a service, which is what you're doing when you're you know using cloud software these days. But you'd probably want to bet that somebody who's, who's a, a reasonably considered player in the accounting software space themselves has got good security protocols, you know, can manage these things. I would investigate what other people's experience of support is. And that's a really, really key thing because um, I know when we do a lot of the kind of surveys that we do and across the industry, again, you know, they kind of, there's a lot of focus on kind of customer satisfaction and net promoter scores and those kind of things is one of the things that really drives that to the highest levels of quality support. And we, we as you know, Rob, we, we won an award recently, you know, in the kind of like um, the, the UK, the, the accounting website, Software Excellence Awards. And, and again, all the feedback we had, there was the quality of our support and our product, things like uptime and those kind of bits and pieces. So it's easier these days to do due diligence or ask questions of the vendors more than it maybe would have been a few years ago to get to the heart of those kind of, can I trust you? Can I rely on you? Will you be there when I need your help to do these things? And that's a kind of really important part for an accountant to take into consideration when they make a choice. Are you a fan of the everything in one big box play or the get a bit of software to do a specific thing in the firm? Where do you stand? Uh, to not, I prefer the modular approach, and, and that doesn't mean it has to be entirely kind of spread out into 60 different kind of uh, unconnected pieces of Lego. And I think if you're just entirely in the kind of um, the hand of someone how capable, how flexible, how, how do you want somebody, expect somebody to be a master of everything, I suppose, from that point of view. So I think that there's a, an ability to pick the, the best thing for what your requirements are, to my mind, makes more sense, given, and importantly, I think that they can talk to each other and they interact and play nice, for want of a better phrase, with the other tools that you use. So you look at what Zero and QuickBooks have a thousand plus items on their add-on list when you go to these bits and pieces I, frankly i don't know how anybody would find anything right if, if i'm my attention span wouldn't last that long rob but i think that you want some element of curation and some element of kind of like filtering to the right kind of bits and pieces but you know um you can have any color you want as long as it's black is probably not the answer in 2022 for this stuff mm. tell us about accounting manager what excites you most about where you're going I think um it excites me where we've got to already and i think the, the guys have done a fantastic job and it's one of those you know, flywheel jobs where you can't really look at any one particular thing. It's the combination of things that has been done, but the, the kind of culture we've got, but also the culture we've got in the users is really, really fantastic to see just how evangelical they are about the product and, you know, how much they rate it and that thing. I think where we're going, interestingly, is that we've built such a great product, you know, which was, again, James, who started the business, he was working in practice and it was his vision, you know, as to how we could improve this and automate these bits and pieces. I think for us going next, though, is that more, there's two aspects to that really. One is, much more involvement we're working on this right now and in the next few months people will begin to see that they can this coming out and um some some fairly big news from our point of view around thing of workflow and workflow and process automation and just really really the meat appearing on all of those kind of like concepts essentially rob from that point of view uh, as well from our point of view that we're improving a lot around the time and fee stuff but then post that i think kind of what i was saying earlier is 
the role that practice management could and should the kind of like um, the role it was born to play essentially of, of that kind of central repository of a lot of information and ability to actually connect into a bunch of other services and products. And I think we touched on a few things that are happening in the future, like making tax digital. What that will do is it'll bring out other services that accountants will maybe give two different types of clients, maybe much smaller clients, maybe landlords is a good example. They maybe haven't done work for landlords. That won't be very expensive work in the most most numbers of cases. So you need efficiency, you need automation, you need process improvements and those kind of bits and pieces. So I think that that's our role that we'll be able to play in terms of making this stuff work by using technology rather than just throwing people at it is going to be you know, one of the biggest things we can make in terms of our impact on you know people's lives and accountants' lives. And there's a lot going on in practice management. How does accounting managers stack up with the competition? Well, I, I refer the honourable gentleman to the award win that we had very recently. So I think that <laughs> we, we do know that, you know, we, we're actually, you know, we're growing fairly fast in terms of customers coming there. Again, we have a lot of people referring other accountants and bookkeepers as well, importantly, to to, um, to accountancy manager. And that's one of the things that warms my heart, you know, is that people, a five-star review, essentially, you refer somebody else. Presumably though, Kevin, if people come to accountancy manager, they're not a brand new company or accounting firm. They've worked with another practice management platform. So why would they come to you? What kind of things are they challenged by with where they are currently? I think they probably, in a lot of cases, haven't actually used practice management software. And that's the point is that they've done this on spreadsheets or, um, you know, post-it notes on different people's desks and stuff like that. So I think that's one of the, the kind of key things from our point of view is that actually it's, there's a lot of people who are going to benefit from this. And then, like you say, Rob, rightly, there's actually more and more people coming into the profession and, and they're coming into this. So they don't perhaps have the suitcases of baggage that they're going to slow them down in terms of what they're doing. They can actually do this stuff in a 2022 way now, rather than have to transition and, and, and digitize their processes. And, that, and that's, you know, we're, we're great for both of those kind of people. And you're not just UK, you're looking at an international expansion, are you, Kevin? At the moment, we're UK and, and actually increasingly Ireland, which is which is fantastic to see. So as in the Republic of Ireland. So we, we've, we're seeing a large number of, of actually larger practices in Ireland are now kind of um, waking up to the practice management stuff and 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 we are you know having some great conversation bringing on some fantastic customers in in Ireland as well at the moment we don't have immediate aspirations beyond those two territories i think the what we want to do is really kind of cement our position probably complete the original vision in some senses of all of the capabilities that we want to have from a practice management stuff but then naturally from us rob you know we, 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 we'll be looking at other um parts of the world i think um English-speaking territories probably immediately from our point of view would be the kind of logical one to get to. But there's a there's a big bad world out there, as you know, and, and, and you have a lot of listeners, you know, in other parts of there. So, you know, we, we anticipate going to a number of these not too far future. And we'll put your contact details in the show notes, Kevin. Just finish by getting your crystal ball out and tell us what's coming up for the software industry that serves the accounting profession. Yeah, and I, th- I think it is this interoperability, which is, you know, sounds like a made up word, but the, the whole kind of working and playing nice with each other element of that that's going to have to continue to improve. I think after the feeding frenzy of MTD, this is from a software vendor point of view, has kind of run its course. I think we'll, we'll, we'll kind of normalize on that. But I think also, as I said, the newer people coming to the profession are, are, are going to be more naturally kind of attuned to these kind of bits and pieces. But I think how different bits of technology really talk to itself and not just to transfer data, but actually do things 
do you see what I mean? It's, it's, it's more about those triggers and those actions and, and, and that as well. The other thing is, is this kind of move to understanding and insight, you know, beyond just having a kind of store of record of stuff. What's that actually telling me? And some people are starting to do some really interesting and, and, and intelligent things with those kind of bits and pieces. But I think that will continue to evolve over the next while. And, you know, that there's a real fantastic opportunity. You talk to I me, mean, people talk about big data and AI and all those kind of bits and pieces. Without even getting into those bits and pieces, there's so much value locked up in terms of the things that people have been doing for the last number of years in their software that I think will really come to the fore. And, you know, it's going to be an exciting time to be involved in the accounting profession, but in the software industry as well, I think, Rob. Finally, if I made you international czar of the accounting fintech software industry or the, the global overlord, what would be your message to them to deal with what's coming up over the next few years and, and serve these accountants to help the businesses they serve? Yeah, I think, I think that it probably it goes back to the that you have to listen before you do at some point. You know, I mean, that, that it's, it's fine having the, the best ideas in paper, but it, it's a bit of a, not quite a tandem ride, but you should be walking side to side on the on the road anyway. Do you know what I mean? In terms of where we're more collaboratively. Exactly. You know, rather than just, you know, we have some great ideas, try and please buy our things. You know, it's, it's got to be kind of like, not joint developed. That's, I'm not quite going that far, but I think it's got to be stuff that, that makes sense from a lot, a lot of people to, um, that we want to be going to the same kind of, same place on these things. And, you know, we're here ultimately, you know, to kind of provide products, services, you know, training, education to people to improve their lives and, and technology should be for good reason and for good. So I think we want to do both of those. Kevin McCallum, that's been terrific. Thanks so much for your insights and your passion today. This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett.